Hello, welcome to the Market Weekly Podcast. I'm Daniel Morris, Chief Market Strategist, and I'm joined this week by Koye Shumefun, who is Head of Multi-Asset Solutions. Welcome, Koye. Hi, thank you for uh, having me, uh, Daniel. Super excited to be here. Uh, we're going to be talking about thematic investing. Uh, why might we want to talk about thematic investing? Well, I think for a lot of people uh, looking at their portfolios, realize there are some challenges if you think only about traditional publicly traded assets. So equities, fixed income, cash. Uh, on the equity side, we know we've had very good returns uh, over the last years, but that also now, in a sense, becomes a problem as you think about returns from this point going forward. We know valuations for equities are elevated. On the fixed income side, we anticipate rising rates, so plenty of challenges there. And you're always looking for opportunities for above average returns beyond just the broad generic indices. And that's where we hope thematic investing uh, will come to our rescue. But that, in a sense, raises its own questions. What exactly do we mean by thematic investing? A lot of people use the term. Uh, maybe we want to put a little meat on the bones here. So I'll start with a simple question. Koye, uh, what is thematic investing? Yeah, it sounds like a simple question, but in reality, a lot of people give a different answer to it. Um, and maybe, maybe just let's start by a little bit of a detour and, and think about when you when you have a story or a, a book, and and you talk about the theme, the theme of the book. What we mean by saying theme of a book, we mean that it's the topic central to the story. Now, if you would translate that idea to to investing, then thematic investing means that you invest around a central idea. That's I think the basic level of understanding most people have when they talk about thematics. But we do think thematics goes beyond that idea. Of course, having a one theme gives you gives you a powerful storytelling, but thematics is much more than storytelling. Um, of course, storytelling helps; it gives you a, a, a very powerful way of conveying a general idea. But with thematics, um, by having one general idea, it helps you focusing on what you believe drives performance. And this goes back to what Daniel was saying about finding um, a way to outperform with thematics investing. You you can have a central idea which can help you find ways to, to drive the performance of your investments. Thematic investing helps you focus on structural trends which are expected to significantly impact economies and redefine businesses. So it can really give you a focus point on how to invest and find the opportunities in the market which can really help you to add value to your portfolio. Now, when I was saying thematics help you focus on big trends in the market. What we mean are mega trends. Mega trends shape societies. For example, demographic shifts, social or behavioral changes, environmental developments, resource scarcities. These are all, and I can go on like this, these are all examples of mega trends that play a big role in the return and risks of a lot of investments. So those can really help you uh, make a difference in your portfolio. Thanks, Koya. That helps us understand a bit better what we mean when we talk about thematic investing. Next question to me then seems, what's the appeal for an investor? Again, a bit of a detour before being more specific. If you would ask um, somebody on the street who has some idea of investments and how to invest, um, whether he would prefer to be invested in U.S. stocks or U.S. treasuries, well, my answer, and I think most people's answer would be, yeah, I prefer U.S. stocks, of course, hands down. And and actually, the answer is a bit more nuanced because the surprising answer would be, it depends. 
it depends which stock you pick. And there's actually a, an interesting study quite recently done, which looks into this question. And it actually shows that for a lot of stocks, if you would pick, pick them for, for a long tier period of time, would underperform U.S. treasuries. So just this highlights that, that it's quite important to pick the right stocks, because if you would be invested in the S&P, you would obviously outperform the U.S. treasuries. So picking the right stocks matters, but what also is driving the overall index performance is a few companies, a few winners. Companies that are successful in predicting shifts in the society, being well exposed to these mega trends I mentioned previously, and they bring outsized performance. So getting back to the question, what is the appeal of thematic investing? The appeal of thematic investing is that it helps you to get a focused idea on what drives markets and which companies are well positioned to profit from these mega trends. So it gives you a way of generating long-term outperformance. Now that we have a better sense of what thematic investing is, at the same time, often it looks like it's really just a particular focus on a particular industry or a sector. Is that the case? The short answer is no, and it can give you two reasons why. Reason one is that a theme does not necessarily relate only to equities or corporate bonds. For example, some themes may be played via other assets, such as public infrastructure investments. In other words, you do not necessarily always need to get exposure to equities or corporate bonds in order to get exposure to a theme. Or to put it differently, you do not always need exposure to a particular industry or sector to get exposure to a theme. Reason two, even when it comes to equity or corporate bonds, it is not necessarily just about investing in a particular industry or sector. Now, clearly, a theme can be transformative. It can really change a sector or industry or can create even new sector or industry. Therefore, a valid approach is to target small companies within newly developed sector with the hope of profiting from, an, I say, an outside growth of that sector and within the sector, an outside growth of the company. So that's what you may traditionally think of, of being invested in a theme. However, if you purely focus on a strategy like that, you miss a lot of investment opportunities because a theme uh, may be bigger than a particular sector or industry. Now, a good example of a theme that is really more about innovation is, is disruptive tech. So that's something where you may be really targeting small cap growth firms. So there, indeed, it's more of a sector play. But you can also have more uh, broadly defined themes uh, it could be consumer innovation, which is a broader theme, or uh, you could think about what we're all going through now, companies that maybe profit from working from home. Clearly, that's not sector dependent. It really goes beyond one particular sector. When I look at a lot of the thematic funds, thematic ideas that I see, and I appreciate that ultimately uh, the main reason that a lot of investors are interested in these thematics is they want higher growth. Uh, the question then is, you know, is thematic investing really just another way of investing in growth stocks? Yeah, the short answer is no. When you invest in themes, you really just want to assess what kind of company or groups of company can disrupt an industry because of certain advantages they have. And, and one nice way of looking at it is to have that model of five forces by, by Potter. He's, he says you have the competitive rivalry within your industry. And then you have all outside sources on top of that, which could be a threat of new entrants. It could be bargaining over suppliers. And you have the threat of substitution and you have the bargaining over consumers. So you have all these forces at play. And when you invest in a theme, you want to look for companies that are 
well positioned to change these forces and get a competitive advantage. So that's not just limited to growth companies. It, it could be a well-established established company. An uh, example could be a certain company that was initially quite big in, in software. So that company profited from, say, the first IT revolution, but then morphed itself into really being a, a company that provides cloud computing. So even though it wasn't a small company, in this example, it was already a big company, but it was well positioned to jump on a new theme, even though it was a big existing company. So it's not just pure growth. You need to find companies that are well positioned to uh, disrupt or to change based on certain competitive advantages they can play. Okay, now we have a better understanding of, of what thematic investing is. Uh, perhaps we can get down to brass tacks and talk a little bit about how then do you actually incorporate thematic investing into your asset allocation process. So a lot of people just say, well, let's use 10% or 15% of my risk budget to allocate to thematic investing. That's of course uh, one way to go, but we think it's much better if you can really assess what the added value is of your thematic investment. How does it change the return risk and correlations of your portfolio? And how does it interact with the other components of your portfolio? Now to do that, you need to have an idea of what thematics brings to your portfolio? What news does it bring to your portfolio? And to do that, we split up the thematic investments in, in two components. First, we look at the extent to which thematic investments are very similar to traditional assets, to say US equities, European equities, corporate bonds. Uh, to what extent are you actually buying exposure through your themes to these more classical traditional assets? And secondly, to what extent are you actually getting something new? We call this the specific component. The specific component related to the theme. To what extent are you actually getting exposure to, to the theme? That's ultimately what you're after. Very good. If I can summarize then some of the things you've shared with us, Koye. Number one, we've learned, hopefully, uh, that thematic investing is broader than just investing in a sector or growth stocks or an industry. And you gave what I thought was a very good example with work from home. You know, you're not going to find a stock classified as a work from home stock. It's, it's much more than that. It's going to be companies that are represented across several different industries, not just one. So you have to think a bit more, more broadly. Uh, in particular, when you think about thematics, ideally, you're looking for something that's really transformative and is going to have a significant impact on the economy uh, or society over years. And that's the real opportunity. When it comes to actually incorporating your thematics into your asset allocation process, uh, you made the point that it's not really so simple as just saying, okay, I'm going to have X percent, 5 percent of my portfolio in thematics. You really need to do a bit more analysis and identify uh, the extra um, added value that the thematic brings to your portfolio, what the alpha is, if you will, relative to the market exposure that you already have. Well, that's all we have time for today. If you'd like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out our Investors Corner blog where, for example, you will find a paper that goes into much more detail on what thematic investing is and how you do incorporate it into your asset allocation process. For listeners who have devices with Alexa, you can ask Alexa to enable Investment Insights or search for Investment Insights on Amazon under the category Alexa Skills. 
Thank you, Koye, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me today. Please join us next week when I'll be speaking with Arnaud Guillaume Lamy about social bonds. Until then, we hope you stay safe and take care. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BMP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.